either one of our phones. Text either one of our phones. You can text me at 818-571-5653. That's 818-571-5653. Go and chat on Mixler, and uh, you can uh, you can interface with us. Interface. You know, they're always working on the building here, and right now it looks like they're working on the air conditioning because it ain't working. So we're going to take a little break. When we come back, hopefully the air conditioner will be working. Hopefully our brains will be working. Then I can talk to you more about what's going on in town and um, and speak with Owen Benjamin. We'll be back in just a couple of moments. Okay. We are uh, back. You were listening to uh, Flathead. If you were listening, you were listening to Flathead. If you weren't listening, you were not listening to Flathead. That's uh, uh, my uh, new favorite local band, Flathead. They will be at the Tempe Center for the Arts March 25th when they present Flathead and Funny, an evening of uh, comedy and music. That sounds nice. It does sound, it does, doesn't it? It sounds like a, a Barry uh, Manlow song. Music and laughter. Yeah, it's just like pleasant things. It's like strawberries and a little hot cocoa. Yes, strawberries and cocoa. Yeah. Music and comedy. Also, you can see my show if you like music and comedy. Well, that's their show is in the future. So is mine, technically. Yours is, yeah, in the near future. That's a good point. Yeah, theirs is in the distant future. The not so, not too distant near future. Right. Yours is in the near future. It's 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 like the known unknowns. The you know, ever see that documentary? No, it's pretty sweet. The known unknowns. Um, yeah, it was about the war. I can't remember which I'm, war. It's uh the Iraq war, and it oh. was. I think it's called what's it called? Known unknowns. With Donald Rumsfeld's an, yeah, famous yeah, quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's what we know. There's what we don't know. There's what we know we don't know, and there's what we don't know we don't know. That was Donald Rumsfeld's quote about the Iraq War. Yeah, that's very hard to wrap my brain around. Yeah, although you know, it uh, uh, a lot of people uh, uh, castigated. Yes, they did, uh, oh. Mr. Rumsfeld, for uh, making that statement. But the statement actually makes absolute sense. I'm, yeah. And what he was basically saying is, we're idiots, and you can't hold us accountable. Yeah, it's almost like that. Socrates, like all I know is that I know nothing. Yes. It's a philosophical uh, state of mind where it's like, we can't possibly know. The unexamined life is not worth living. Yeah. Yeah. Tend, tend your garden. There you go. Voltaire. Yeah. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Boom. Yeah. Lennon and McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the walrus. <laughs> cuckoo, cuckoo. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, maybe we should tell people who you are. We, um, we, we're talking with Owen Benjamin. Owen! Hello. Okay, uh, I just saw Thrill Mama from the train recently. It yeah. did ruin my childhood because of that. Owen! <laughs> Owen doesn't have any friends. <laughs> Owen doesn't have any friends. My favorite scene from <laughs> I, I saw that movie in the theaters when it was out. I was a touring comic when it was out. and You know, you go to every movie when you're, uh, when you're touring. Yeah, yeah. you really yeah. do. That's a like, people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, seeing Happy Feet again. <laughs> like, I'll see any movie just... <laughs> over and over. Yeah. You, you sleep in... You know, you take it, you sleep in and you, you make sure you get up so you have time to take your nap. Right. Yeah, the all important we're, we're comedy. Like cats. Nap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My favorite scene for that movie is when Danny DeVito smacks that woman in the head with a frying pan. He goes, You lied. No, he's <laughs> Billy Crystal. Yeah. Smacks Billy Crystal with a frying pan. You lied and just smacks him with a frying pan. They got away with some language back then that w wouldn't fly today. Yeah. I know. It's been a long time since I saw the movie, so. Yeah. Yeah, but it, that ruined your childhood because. Danny DeVito's character's name was Owen. 
Yeah. And she, do you remember what Crystal would say? I, there's probably no. I'm guessing no swearing on the on the broadcast. No, you can you can go ahead. But uh, it's not even a, like a bad swear word. It's just like you never hear slut anymore. And and uh, Billy Crystal was like, she's a slut. She stole my idea. That slut. That's a, and you're like, you're not allowed to say that anymore because of the PC police. Because uh, you would be slut shaming. Yeah. You could say you could say slut if you say slut shaming. Right. You know what? That man slut shamed me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I slept with all his brothers, and he's my husband, but I got slut-shamed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know, I'm pretty sure that was an accurate representation of what you had just done. So, yeah, uh, a lot of guys, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, when, when I was, uh, it's, it's interesting. I mean, when, I, when I was touring in the 80s and 90s, you could go up and actually uh, make jokes about uh, pedophilia. You know, you could go up and talk about sleep with teenage girls, and it was funny. Right. Matter of fact, that's what that's what pop music was about. You know, sweet little sixteen, she's only seventeen. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, hot for teacher. You know, yeah. But now you can't make those kind of jokes, or you're a pedophile. But it's still not where it was where Len, when Lenny Bruce was around and other comics of that era, where you got thrown in jail for using certain words. Yeah, things used to be real bad. I yeah. always have to remind myself that whenever I get those like uptight people that are like, you can't wear a sombrero, that's their hat. You know, like yeah. those like awful people. <laughs> I, I, I keep having to remind myself, like back in the day, you'd go to, like uh, Sinatra went to prison for like seducing a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was times when things were even worse. Chuck Berry went to prison for uh, taking a woman uh, across state lines for immoral purposes. It was called the Man Act. Really? Yeah. In the late 50s, you know, uh, the uh, the powers that be were scared to death of rock and roll. They thought that it would lead to all sorts of things, integration and drug use. And Turns out they were completely right. They were absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> Everything they said was going to happen did. <laughs> it's just hilarious. been a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, you think about it, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis was, in a sense, slut-shamed because he married a 14-year-old girl, yeah. which was common where he came from. Yep. Uh, uh, Little Richard was hounded out of the uh, business because they threatened to reveal his homosexuality. Little Richard was gay? Still is. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, unless, you know... That's he, a good way to put it. Yeah. It's weird that I just said was gay. Yeah. Like, it's not like Little Richard hits like 65 and he's like, I'm not gay anymore. I grew yeah. out of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> I've shed the gay. <laughs> yeah, I've shed it. I've, uh... Gay you know, shedding. I just had to sleep with about 100 dudes and I uh, got it out of my system. <laughs> I think the number is 100. <laughs> now I'm good. Good golly, Miss Molly. So he was uh, he was hounded out of the business uh, for being the gay, and uh, um, and then Chuck Berry was thrown into prison for uh, he it was a, it was a woman he knew it was, it was a white woman, right? Yeah, and uh, they said that he took her across state lines for immoral purposes, and uh, it was called the Man Act. He got thrown in jail for two years. Two years? He did it. He did a deuce. That is insane. Yeah. No, so, you know, and that's just driving across a state line. Yeah. So it's like. It, it was like if you were transporting a whore. Oh, it was a woman of the night. She was not. But that's what they charged him with. See, the, the, the irony of that is like, it's so kind of against the woman. It's like calling her a prostitute. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. But they were looking for a way to shut him down, you know, because he had this black guy going on duck walking and singing. And, you know, he had white kids jumping around in the theater and we, while black guys were singing, they just couldn't have that. That'd be funny if, like, uh, you know, he, he should have known someone's up, and he's like, why is my uh, hotel in Mississippi? I thought the gig's in Alabama. Yeah. And it's like, because you have to cross the state line when you're done. Like, you'll meet a nice girl, and then go back to your hotel. And then they, they got him. 
That's how they, you know, there was a, uh, uh, there was a great uh, heavyweight boxer named Jack Johnson way back in the early part of the 20th century, a black guy. Yeah. Uh, they did a play in a movie called The Great White Hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, part of the way they destroyed him was by attacking him for um, uh, uh, sleep with a white woman. That's how they get you. They get you with your wiener. Yeah, they do. That's yeah. always how they get you. Uh, that's what ruined my career, by the way, was they uh, attacked me for sleeping with a white woman. Is that true? No, 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 no. no that's not true. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, I, I just, one day I went, I don't, I'm not getting on another plane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird, right? Like sometimes you just look at it and you're like, I can't, I can't do it today. I can't, yeah, you do. You, I don't see the, yeah, I, I lost the point. You know, like you build all these reasons. Well, we're working towards this. If we get this, then this will happen. And one day I woke up and I went, I don't, I don't see the point in this anymore. Right. It, it, none of it makes sense to me. So I just, um, I said, I'm going to take a break for a while. I'm do, I'm going to direct theater or something, which I did. You know, it, it takes, it takes balls to to do that. Like sometimes people will overcommit to things when they don't love them as much anymore. And yeah. I think it takes more courage to be like, you know, I kind of want to make furniture. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like experience your life. What you want your life to be is a lot better than just relentlessly pursuing something that you don't have your heart in anymore. I think when you're real young, uh, I'm 60. How old are you? 35. 35. Okay. I think when you're real young, like when you're in your 20s or uh, maybe even in your early 30s, you don't, or I at least didn't really quite have the concept of the finiteness of, of life. Right. You know, and what you think is that I'll just be me just older. You know, I'll just be me with gray hair. Yeah. I'll just be me with, you know, maybe uh, crotchety. But there, there's some quantifiable changes that uh, uh, change life dramatically. So uh, I remember when I was in my 20s talking to a friend of mine in his 50s and who was a mentor of mine and uh, in like uh, 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 theater. And I said, what's it like? And he goes, well, he goes, when I get sick, it takes longer to get well. And when I'm tired, I'm really tired. You know, and but he was a very healthy guy, and he's he's still alive today. But one day, I just when I don't I don't see the point in this anymore. I still want to make people laugh somehow. I want to entertain people, and I realized that was more for me than them. You know, the yeah. way I felt it made me feel good to make people laugh. And, and, and it's also like with a margin of success, you start realizing that that's it's it's no longer dues. It's just your life. Because yeah. I remember one time I was telling. Uh, either my manager or agent or something, I'm like, can you always just, I don't care where I stay, just always make sure that the windows can open. And they're like, that's, you know, I remember a co comic friend of mine was like, that's kind of a diva move, bro. Like with Skittles, like you need your windows to open. I'm like, when you're on the road a lot, it's like you start realizing that now I'm in a world where I don't have a window to open. Yeah. Like it's not like you're just in a hotel because most people conceive it of like, Oh, well, just you're in a hotel. Just get through it. It's like, now nah, when you're, that's now my home. So it's like, now I live in a world where windows don't open. Yeah. It's like, no, I need the window to open. <laughs> that's it. You can put me at a Super 8 or the Four Seasons, but the window's got to open. Do you have a window that opens this week? Yeah. That's why, like, because condos are the best. Yeah. It, you can actually trick yourself into thinking you're in a, like, your home. Your home, yeah. <laughs> Versus, like, like the... I can't stand the super nice hotels. Like, my favorite are, like, residence inns. Those are nice. Those are the bomb. But, like, mm. four seasons, stuff like that, that, like, like, that you think are going to be the best are exhausting because there's so many people that, that say hi to you and, like, ask if you need something. Yeah. It's like, do you need your paper? Do you need the slippers? Do you need it? It's like, no, man. Don't look at uh, me in the eyes. Yeah. And it's not because I'm a diva. It's because I'm exhausted. Like stop, and of course I don't need a newspaper because the internet was invented in 1991. But I appreciate that. Stop asking me if I need a newspaper. 
<laughs> like, unless I have a dog that just pissed somewhere, I don't need a newspaper. Because I don't need to beat something with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I remember arguing with a guy at a hotel one time, uh, a clerk, and I said to him, I go, uh, you don't get it, man. I, I, I lost it. It was like, well, you, you lose, you've been on the road too long. I yeah. lost it. I go, you don't get it, man. I go, I am in hotels 250 nights a year. Hotels are my home. You are messing with me in my own house. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Because <laughs> I didn't see it as a hotel. I saw no. It. It's your perceived reality. This is my home. Are you at the point? I was at a point where I felt I had the right to walk up to any airline in America and go, uh, just, I'm the comic. I'm going to Omaha. Or I had a right to walk into any hotel at any time and go, I'm the comic. Where's my room? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You just get to that point where it's like you, you see them almost as like family members. Yeah. Do you have, uh, when you're flying, I, I, do you have... Uh, uh, people that you see at certain airports all the time, yet you know, like I used to, I used to do a lot of layovers in Dallas, and there were people yeah. that I knew at gift shops in Dallas. Yeah, but TSA's gotten more intense. They've gotten less friendly. Yeah, like they kind of act now like they're all like Jason Bournes. Like, yeah, they're like, I don't exist. Take off your belt, <laughs> and you're like, listen, guy. Like obviously the belt thing is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not gonna whip anybody on a yeah on a plane. It's kind of, it's like, I mean, th there was one shoe bomber and now everyone has to take off their shoes forever. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and he, he wasn't even a good shoe bomber. He's a horrible shoe bomber. Yeah. So, you know, in the list of shoe bombers. And, and I watch a lot of Snapped on Oxygen. So I, I looked up a lot of stats and uh, turns out ISIS is the person you're married to. <laughs> that's, that's who will kill you is not ISIS. It is the person you've proposed love. Yeah. They will murder you in your sleep. Are you married? I am. You are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I am, uh, yeah, statistically speaking, that's who's going to kill me. Do you have children? I don't have children, no. No? No. Yeah, are you, are you think? How long have you been married? Yeah, no. We're, uh, she's pregnant. We're going to have Oh, a okay, great. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, are you, are you excited? Very, yeah, very excited. But, uh, you know, it's an intense one, but it's, it's cool. Comics make the best parents. I mean, I, I, there's comics I know who are, have been uh, total, uh, and I'm not saying that you fall in this category, but total at reprobates, just drinking, drugging, gambling, whoring, you know, around. I bet you I'm not like that. I'll give you two to one. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you hit on her as she's been driving you around? Uh, the manager. So, hey, so what's doing? You know, have you been up to the condo? Yeah, yeah. have yeah. you ever seen the inside of a condo? <laughs> those, are, those are my really sweet moves. <laughs> Listen, I can get you free free comp tickets on Sunday night. You got any pot? We could smoke it in the condo. <laughs> you don't right. even have the pot. No. Uh, but a total reprobates with the kids, always great. Now, I know you're not a reprobate. I, I know a little bit about you. So uh, I had my first kid at 35. I, nice. I, I have one. I have one who's 25 now. Cool. But uh, it changed my life, man. Any, uh, any advice? Um, yeah. I'll give you the advice. Here's the only advice I can give you is that when you're with them, be with them. It's almost like an audience. Yeah, you know, like, like when you're on stage in an audience, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, if you got off the phone with your agent and he goes, this other thing fell apart or, you know, or if your knee hurts or if the last show sucked, that doesn't matter because you're doing this show, right? Yeah, and that's be for, present. Yeah, be present. Same thing with kids. When you're with them, be present. You know, if you, if, you can only, if you can only spend like, I used to have like, I'd be on the road and I would come home and I'd have like a day. Usually I would stay, like say I was in Chicago I don't have a day, and then I had to be in Florida. Usually, I just go right down to Florida. I would fly back to L.A., boom, to spend one day with her, and then fly back, fly out. That's awesome. And after a while, she was the one who I was going out for six weeks and then home for a month. That was my 
thing and she went uh six weeks is too long dad and i said and she was like a little kid and i go how long's long enough she goes four and i just did it i just i'd go out no more than a month you call bud freeman you're like listen thursday through sunday should be the new model <laughs> <laughs> bud was uh, uh i don't want to get into it now but i i adopted her and Bud was uh, very uh, offered to be very helpful through that whole uh, process. He's great. He, you know what? He's a great guy. He's not talked about anymore because he's kind of semi-retired. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the guys along with Mark Anderson that kind of built this whole thing, and uh, and there's not even a statue. It's true. When he was no longer mentioned, I did not make inquiries because <laughs> this Owen is the business we have chosen. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he has a Mr. Peanut monocle. He does. So that it's a real uh, tone. That sets a tone when someone walks in. It's kind of like a fanny pack. Yeah. When like when someone comes in with a fanny pack or a monocle, like one of those like uh, evil genius, like single lens things, you're like, okay, this guy's not messing around. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, He's going to franchise comedy. And he has good eyes. Both of his eyes are good. Yeah. He doesn't even need the, uh, the monocle. <laughs> he did it when my daughter was little. One time she was crying, and he says, let me hold the baby. And I go, uh, but she doesn't really... So he grabbed her and she started screaming even louder. And I was just starting to get spots at the Melrose Improv. So I'm looking at her like, hey. Yeah, you know, and, be cool. Yeah. And so I kind of took her back and he goes, here, just get some every time he puts a monocle in and let it fall out. And she stopped crying and looked at him for a minute like he was nuts, like like a monkey face. That's fine. And then started screaming even louder. Yeah, I think I don't think I got any spots for like a month after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he has a couple kids. He has Zoe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool guy. So are you in touch with him? Do you? Uh... Not really. I spent when he opened the Atlantic Atlanta Improv. He was there, and we did, and uh, I did the weekend, and uh, so we did morning radio together, and we got to have a lot of talks. And it's just the history of stand up is pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like, what, what you hear people complain about now, it's like back in the day, it's wild. Like when you like the seventies when they're like first starting, like what is stand up? Like when Leno was opening for Miles Davis, and you know they're touring with like strippers they're doing strip clubs yeah it's just like a whole different animal do you ever work a strip club uh no i haven't yeah. I, I yeah i should you ever shot heroin i have not yeah and you're a cop i've done a lot of nyquil you've done a lot of nyquil yeah yeah I've, I've done more than the recommended dose a few times and that's when i'm really uh, living on the edge rock and roll man you're big time yeah on the dark end of the street i'm, I'm like the kurt cobain of uh <laughs> knock knock jokes <laughs> <laughs> you see that uh, uh, documentary soaked in bleach? No, no. What is this? It's it's about Kurt Cobain's death. Like for sure, Courtney Love killed him. You think, without well, a doubt? Well, the documentary is pretty compelling. Yeah. Yeah. What's the evidence? Well, the private detective that she hired finally like released all these tapes of their conversations, and it's like, if she didn't kill him, which she seems like she did, she is like horrible like she was like trying to spin the pr like that day it was it's crazy and like the way the gun was and the way that every nothing about it makes sense and the and the sheriff was fired like a year later for like some other corruption thing it's just he definitely got murdered by courtney love she turned into a pretty good character actress though if you think about it she's done some nice small parts yeah i don't yeah. Yeah, i don't think that's acting though i think she's just uh they put a nickel in her and they watch her <laughs> dance i mean what i'm saying is if she went to prison for that 
We'd have been robbed of her. Of her, of her yeah, Greek. we never would have seen her. You know, play um, like a, a waitress. With, I can't remember any of the movies. Well, she was. Uh, what's his? Larry Flint's. Larry Flint's. Uh, uh, yeah, with uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, and, uh, she played a really good, awful wife heroin addict. Yeah, and we would have. <laughs> if she would have went. It was to, a lot of work went into that character. If she'd gone to prison, then we would have been robbed of that. The greater good. Would have been. That's uh, true. That yeah, is true. You got to look at it. And Kurt, Kurt was a little whiny. He was. So, uh, he never yeah. combed his hair. No, and he was always complaining about the rain. It's like, then don't live in Seattle. He wore terrible sweaters. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he I was don't like, know. Yeah, he was like, uh, almost like to a Bill Cosby degree of annoying sweaters. Yeah. It's weird. You can't even do a Cosby reference now without there being like a weird vibe. Yeah. Like, I, I, like what, my joke had nothing to do with his thing. It had to do with sweaters. Do you think uh, 50, like, people still watch Chaplin films. Chaplin had his problems in that arena. That, Charlie uh, Chaplin did? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he had a thing for underage girls. That he, was did, he did? For, around 14 years old. That's what turned him on. It's, it, this is the truth. I'm not, I'm not making Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm not, I'm not goofing no, I mean, on you. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, so, and uh, that was part of his problem, by the way. And once his movies kind of stopped working, you know, they will forgive you anything as long as you are making them laugh and as long as you're hot and in the public eye but the minute you stop then it, it, that's kind of what's happened with cosby yeah you know? so uh but we still watch chaplin films we still revere chaplin so and also like back then <coughs> you could go younger because uh people died younger yeah that was part of it yeah it's kind of like uh it's like oh your wife is 12 years old it's like yeah we die at 28 i'm a caveman hey my name's bruce the median age <laughs> of life expectancy in america at the beginning of the 20th century was 35 yeah. It was a medium, so. so it's like if you're not hooking, you know, if you're not trying to hook up right after puberty, you're going to, it's a bad move. Yeah. Like as soon as you're ready to go, you better start procreating or else, you know, you're going to not be able to raise your kid. You better bust one off. Yeah, because small, yeah, you got to bust a couple <laughs> off. Because <laughs> you, you're dealing with like, you know, the flu killed you back then. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It, uh, there was a the Spanish, yeah, the Spanish, Spanish flu. flu. It took out like six million Americans. <laughs> it's like you. I went and visited a grave in Kansas once. I was driving across country. Someone goes, "My family grew up here. This is where we're from." And we went to this grave in Kansas. There was like thirty graves, and twenty of them were all the same last name. Just this whole family got wiped out by the flu. Same year, same months. Little kids. And that was people. before hashtags. That would have been if yeah. it was now during Twitter. It'd be like influenza lives matter, and it would be this whole thing. Everyone be mad at germs. <laughs> it's like, well, they're germs. Yeah. Stop the hate. Um, stop the hate, everyone. <laughs> Let's everyone just change human nature and just stop everything. I love that. I love that we, we pretend we're not just these crazy glacier monkeys, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. humans are just nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and everyone thinks that they can outthink themselves. Yeah. Like, let's just stop wanting things and being horny. It's like, now that's pretty much the name of the game. <laughs> Acquiring resources and popping it off. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> in a desperate fury until death. <laughs> Just desperately acquiring, you know, fruit and snacks and sex. <laughs> Be like, why do you need a, a bigger boat? It's because that other guy has a boat and I'm trying to have sex. <laughs> so I'm trying to say is, ladies... Uh, world peace is up to you. If you just keep draining our balls, there's no reason to go to war because we have enough. <laughs> you know, I think you've, I think you've solved um, <laughs> I think you've solved the world's problems. Full man. bellies, empty balls. <laughs> Benjamin for U.S. Senate.
Owen Benjamin, U.S. Senate. Full bellies, empty balls. I want to be your guy. Everyone talks a lot of, a lot of, you know, they just talk. I got solutions. It's like, should we have more taxes, less taxes? It's not about taxes. It's about draining the poison from your balls. Full bellies, empty balls. Yeah, no one, no one fights when they're full. No. And no one fights after they bone. You have a four-hour window where someone could steal your car and you could be like, he needs it more than me. And then as the jizz rebuilds, you start getting mad about people you've never even met. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> you've been listening to, um, I don't know, maybe it's like you channeled something brilliant there. Thanks. It was like it was like something you were imbued by like a I almost like I saw a spirit dancing over you. It happens to me sometimes. That'll happen all weekend at the House of Comedy right here in Phoenix. It will. Fifty three fifty East High Street, uh, on the one oh one between uh fifty sixth and Tatum. It's a good neighborhood. It's, it's very a great clean. neighborhood. It's very, very clean. clean. It's extremely clean. I know. I'm glad I, I, I love that I could say that without just some annoying person being like, Oh, does that mean white? And then I have to be like, Yeah. <laughs> That's what it means. It means white. <laughs> There's a couple other ethnicities. Up there. I'm sure. I've seen them wandering around. Yeah, and there isn't even white. I remember I had this argument with an Asian the other day because I was like, are you uh, Chinese? And they're like, Korean. And they're like kind of being like, like Korean. I was like, what kind of white am I? Yeah. And then you just watch their heads explode. Yeah. Because it's like, what does white mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, exactly. I feel like white, what is white? There's like Norwegian, there's Italian, there's French, there's English. And like, and then a bunch of mixing Russian. yeah you got the ruskies yeah Ruski. and then a slow transition into asian like the like between asia and europe is kind of interesting because it's like white people but they look like they're kind of looking at the sun a little bit mongols yep yeah that's where the that's where the transition happens right there in the because genghis khan did a lot of popping he did he did you know what happened with him is, it, it was, <laughs> they were trying to they were trying to hit china and they had that wall so finally, he went, you know, to hell with it. Let's go the other way. Yep. And that's what happened. Took so it to France. Took it to France. Well, he started shoving everybody down into Rome, and it was just a big mess. He li- the, people don't realize how much land he took over. He, he took over he, a lot. He, they, they got to... The, a lot of, like, Iraq's problems today is because of Genghis Khan. Like, he burned Babylon. Yeah. Just burned it. He did. <laughs> it's like, that dude was crazy. <laughs> and then Attila the Hun came along and goes, let's do it again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's I, play too. I picture the Middle East used to just be full of like really nice bits. Like we just yeah. have all these books and everyone just keeps burning all their like stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so then they're like, let's put bombs in our shoes. <laughs> like, you know, because they just, every time they acted nice, it's almost like pound dogs where it's like, come here, boy. And then you hit him in the face yeah. and they're like, now nah, I'm just going to bite everybody. Yeah. It's like the Middle East. You think if Genghis Khan came back today, go, oh man, I think I screwed up. I didn't. I was just playing. He would have been like, I can't believe I didn't have sex with England. <laughs> yeah. Like he, because he, I wanted to. Be, like you've been a road comic. It's like picture his chick. It's yeah. like Genghis. It's like no, baby. I'm just you know I'm taking over some towns. It's like I saw you brought the bow and arrow, and you're with Frank. What are you up to? It's like oh, fine. I had sex with some towns. <laughs> Because he didn't have sex with people. He had sex with entire uh, towns. towns. Yeah. Uh, do you know how Attila the Hun died? No. Uh, from a nosebleed. Really? He Just had, pounding cocaine. When he, 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 married, he had a wedding. He, used to, <laughs> he had a lot of weddings. Wherever he invaded someplace, he'd find someone to marry. Right. And, but he'd have a big ceremony. Cause he it's almost like ceremonial rapes. Yeah, it was ceremonial rapes. Because it was like there was no consent. No. It was no. like, no, you're marrying me. It's like you <laughs> announced the rape. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> okay, so, so so he had, so he, he and then, marries. Yeah, and, and uh, there's always been a discussion as to whether he just bled out or whether his bride poisoned him. But he bled out from the nose. Interesting. Yeah, and that was kind of the end of the, that was the beginning of the end of the Dark Ages. Was at the end of him, and it kind of you know. I mean, there was a few hundred years of dark. Attila ages. was a maniac. He was. He was a yeah. He tore it up. Burned Rome. No, he didn't go to Rome. He didn't get to he Rome. Stop. There was a pope that actually went up and talked to him. A pope Leo, Leo the first. And he was like, listen, Attila, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there was his exact voice. Exactly, <laughs> man. I didn't know you did impressions. Yes. Yeah, and that's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's the Pompleo. He, he came down out of like the Russian, the Russian steps, and then, but instead of coming into Italy, he kind of whooshed over into like Germany and France and whatnot and whatever. Took it old school. Yeah, yeah. It took it to the bridge. That's cool. Yeah, a picture. Yeah, Leo. I like the name Leo. Maybe yeah. I should name my son Leo. I'm also thinking Jack, but Leo's like the lion. Hello, I'm Leo, the lion. Yeah, like, like Leo the lion. Kind of. Jack. Jack's cool. Jack's cool. I like you. You're not going to name him like Tanner. No, no. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm all. I liked Wolfgang, but everyone's like that's really intense. That is an intense name. You got to be something, man, if you're going to be Wolfgang. Hungry like the wolf. Yeah. You know, here's the thing with Wolfgangs. Can I be honest? Yeah. They're usually very hairy and very short and very angry. Yeah, and uh, the name makes Jewish people feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I've noticed that. Like I have a lot of Jewish friends. That it's like, oh, what are you going to name your kid? I'm like Wolfgang. They're like. Is that some sort of like social stance? I'm like, no, it's just, you know, I think Germans can, there's some good things about Germany. Yeah, there's a lot of great things about Germany. Yeah. You had a couple of glitches there. Literally a couple glitches. Yeah. That's all couple. it was. Yeah. Everyone forgets Hitler built the Autobahn. And the Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people forget that their uniforms were designed by Hugo Boss. They were, yeah. They really were. And then he just went completely crazy. Yeah. Like at first, it's a, it was like a real underdog story, <laughs> and it was like, you know, Germany's all destroyed because of the World War One. Yes, Hitler comes around, you know, Tree Versailles. Yeah, he turned it around. He was a vet. He, you know, a war hero. Everyone's rooting for this Disney film, <laughs> you know. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "And I have this book," and everyone's like, "What's it called? Is it like the underdog story?" He's like, "My struggle," <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, you got some pretty." really intense opinions <laughs> that you're going to just now just run with. If he had just not went racial, good leader. And then the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Autobahn, dude, 6 million francs a, a dollar. He was going against some serious inflation. Yeah, they had troubles. And then he did some, then he made this series of the worst calls in history. Bad ones. <laughs> like really bad calls. Genocide. Oh man, genocide. And then, and he, His, and he was and he wasn't a good everyone's like oh he's a military genius now no. no he invaded russia, russia in the winter yeah he didn't I mean, he didn't bother to look back at what no what did napoleon do yeah napoleon yeah, yeah. same same problem yeah. oh and he also trusted the one guy that for sure he shouldn't trust stalin yeah like hitler was like really paranoid and then he was like but i really like this stalin guy he was short yeah yeah Stalin was like 5'2", and he named himself Stalin. It means man of steel. Yeah. That's a ballsy move. Yeah. Where you're like, Igor, whatever the hell his name is. He's That's like, what you should name your son. Igor. His first name, Stalin. Stalin. Yeah. Yeah. Stalin yeah. Benjamin. Stalin Benjamin. Everyone's like, like, why'd you name him Stalin? It's like, you know, I'm really into Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Do you know who you're going to vote for? I'm not if voting. You, you're not voting? No. No? I don't like pretending like, uh, I don't like feeling like it's my fault what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because either way, something horrible is going to happen. So it's almost like um, if you're going to be like beaten by a parent and it's like you want the belt or the stick, I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to pick. You pick. Yeah. You know? So that's why I'm not voting. Well, belt or stick, which one would you, which would you prefer to be beaten with? Uh, I'd go belt. Yeah. What if we had to buckle? Buckle first? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. See if I pick belt and then they're like, okay, the buckle. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I deserve this now. Yeah. That's why I don't choose. So you don't vote at all? No. Have you ever voted? Nope. Never? No. Not once? No. County sp- school board election? Uh, I voted for some props and some local stuff. Yeah. Like I'll vote for uh, local. Th- I'll vote for anything that I understand what's happening. Yeah. If I don't understand it, I feel like uh, it's almost worse to vote if you don't understand so like a prop, like, uh, you know, fixing this pothole, I'll vote for that. Because yeah. I'm like, I want that fixed. But if it's like on the level of the federal government, it's just I can't possibly conceive of it. You seem like a community garden kind of guy. It's an unknown unknown. Yeah. Did you, did you and your wife like use a community garden in L.A.? or do you? Community garden? Yeah. Uh, no? That's what I would refer to my wiener. <laughs> what part of Los Angeles do you live in? <laughs> Uh, Marina Del Rey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's nice down there. Wh- wh- who are you liking for the election? Who do I like? Yeah. Uh, of everybody who's running? Yeah. Uh, I like Hillary Clinton. Nice. Okay. She, yeah, but well, a lot of people don't, though. I, I just don't want to hear people complain for another four years. Like, they, they will always complain. I'm just complain. sick of complaints. They will always complain. I, my, the first time I ever campaigned for anybody, I, I, wasn't, I was just a little under the wire to vote. I campaigned for George McGovern. Nice. But I, I realized he wasn't going to win because I realized that he was doing foolish stuff. I took my little brother to see him at a campaign rally. I go, this guy's going to be president, man. Yeah. You know, and, and we smoked a joint on the way there. And we get there, and uh, I'm high. And there's all these, like, St. Louis dignitaries, like the head of the UAW and the head of the Boilermakers. And it's all yeah, yeah. You know, a bunch of cigars smoking old, old Pauls. And um, they're all up there. And they don't look too happy. It's a hot day. And they got on suits. And, and then they had a band, like, uh, playing before McGovern showed up. And they're playing uh, Casey Jones by the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Now, I love the dead. We saw them. We, I still go see them. I saw them with John Mayer. And, but they're singing, uh, riding that train, yeah. high on cocaine. And I'm 17 going, probably shouldn't be singing this at a political rally for the president. Right. This is a little tone deaf. Well, I mean, uh, Obama hung out with Jay-Z, who's known for selling women and crack. Yeah, what's well, a different time? It's a different time. Yeah, I mean, he's a hustler, you know? Yeah. I just want you to Every know. Every day he's hustling. It ain't where I've been. It's where I'm about to go. Yeah. And what I just want to love you. <laughs> yeah, that's why I always, uh, always love about uh, Beyonce when it's like she's a feminist. It's like she yeah. married a man who sells, who sold women and loved it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's literally like, oh, you're, a, you're, you're in a desperate position? Well, I'm going to sell you for sex. <laughs> that's what a pimp is that's it it's big a pimp. pimpin baby big pimpin you got to sell those women you got to sell their body and i like jay-z all i'm saying is like i'm just <laughs> sick of like people i was talking to her on the way over here where it's like um i was like who do you think has it wasn't with her but it was with um just some random person i was like who do you think has squint your eyes between chinese people and japanese people and they're like how dare you i'm like what they're like don't say squinty or uh, squinty eyes so i was like so you don't think they have squintier eyes than us? And they're like, yeah, I mean, they do. <laughs> and it's like, so we have to pretend they don't. It's like, yeah. I'm like, how is that good? Like, to just pretend something isn't real. Yeah. Like, racist is to say 
Asians aren't allowed in my restaurant. That's racist. That means you are yeah. bigoted against a group of people undeservedly. Saying like Norwegians are taller than Sicilians, that's just a fact. Yeah. And there's exceptions, but like Asian eyes are squintier looking. They look like they're looking at the sun. And that's a fact. <laughs> and they're not hairy. No, no. Armenians have a lot of hair. They they do. Yeah, they do. They have an extraordinary I, and I, amount of hair. I dress this, you know, if you if you go as like a werewolf for Halloween, the political justice warriors get angry that you're offending Armenian men. <laughs> and like when women dress as sexy nurses, of course, that derails the Filipino mom community. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know like when to just, like people just, uh, just admit when something's just real. It's like. Yeah. You know? Do you think it's do you think it's because oftentimes even though these things are true, they're then used to deny people something though? Yeah, but that's where you should get angry. Because the yeah. problem is if you're like doing it way before if you're doing it before anything's happened that's wrong, that's yeah. when you set up a, a vacuum that creates a Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's okay. like no surprise how where Trump comes from. Like I find myself liking him and I disagree with everything he says. Because yeah. he just says what he thinks and doesn't get mad like because everyone's like, don't say they have squinty eyes. It's like, but they do. Yeah. And then, but then what Trump thinks though is crazy. But you know, at least he says what he you thinks. You know what's fun to do is get some uh, some Trump videos and turn the sound down and play some Wagner. That's while, fun. Yeah. While, he, while he's talking. And then you go, okay, I get this now. Yeah. I get all of this. Because you know, he's got that kind of Mussolini thing going with his chin and stuff. You know, and the way that he talks and what he appeals to. Uh, uh, and you know, and you you realize that when the guy's talking, he's kind of like a comic going on a riff sometime. Oh, 100%. He is a comedian. That's yeah. why I don't vote because I think that circuses ha- ha- should say they are a circus. Yeah. And when you don't, that's why, like, uh, Houdini was obsessed with disproving tricksters. Yeah. Where if someone was like, you know, people would be like, we have magic ability to bend the spoon and I'll tell, I'll speak to your dead mother, give me this money. He would tour the country disproving these people. Yeah. Because he was like, no, I admit that it's a trick. You can be great at it, but it's a trick. And I'll look at Trump and be like, admit that you're doing crowd work right now. <laughs> you are a comedian. You are not a leader. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, you're a leader if you lead, I guess. But it's like he's not, he's a, he's a showman and he's great at it. But just admit that's what you are. Now, you don't vote, which no. is fine. But you just gave us your opinion on Donald Trump. If you were going to vote, who might you choose? Ah, man. Um, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. That's good. How about if we narrowed it down to uh, individuals who are actually trying to get the job? I would vote for... uh, I don't know. I I couldn't bring myself to vote for any of them. I just can't do it. Because, I mean, Bernie Sanders... Seems like a good dude, but he's like really bad at math. Yeah. He's like, we need 900% of your income and then everything will be great. It's like, it only goes to 100%. (laughs) Like, you don't know how to do math. Sorry, Bernie, you're a great guy. Vermont messed up your mind. Yeah. You know, Ben and Jerry's kicks ass. I get it, but you're not relating to people. Mm -hmm. Hillary, I just think it's like one of those things where I, she's for sure would be really good at being a president, but it's like, it would never, no one would shut up with the complaints. It would just be... I mean, Obama was cool, and it's like it never stopped. It's just like you're going on a YouTube video to see a little kid play piano, and it's like, screw you, Obama. And you're like, just leave, please leave me alone. 
And that would be Hillary, too. It'd be like, oh, no way. It's Dora the Explorer. And it's like, Benghazi, question mark. And you're like, no, I'm watching Dora the Explorer. She's exploring. She's not going to Benghazi. It's like, what happened in Benghazi, Hillary? It's like, the Benghazi hearing has lasted longer than the 9-11 hearing. It's like, these people won't stop. And and I I don't have, it's kind of like what we were talking earlier, where it's like, then you realize that's just your life. Yeah. It's like, I don't want my life to just be battling trolls. Yeah. So if I, I just don't want to connect to politics too much because then everyone just has this massive opinion without very much historical context. Like I was arguing with someone the other day about the second amendment and uh, I'm, I'm pretty in the middle of everything. Like I don't, I have an uncle that has two guns on him all the time. My parents are college professors who think guns are like horrible. You know, that's like my dinner table. Sure. So someone was like second amendment. All I was saying is that you shouldn't be able to buy a machine gun. Like I wasn't making a, crazy statement about like you can't protect yourself or whatever and he was like second amendment i was like ah well third amendment says you can't stay with me and he was like what do you mean i'm like because you're currently in the marines and you know i can't quarter soldiers in peacetime (laughs) you know it's like eighth amendment you're snoring that's cruel and unusual punishment it's like do you really do you even know the constitution yeah (laughs) like a lot of people keep quoting the constitution you're like i'm like I was trying to work on a bit about that, where it's uh, 24th Amendment, the poll tax. You can vote even if you don't pay your poll tax, which means you can request mushroom on your pizza even if you don't chip in. <laughs> it's like you can make arguments for everything. It's like there's once you oh, – that's kind of like the squinty eyes thing, where it's like yeah. you have to have a line in the sand where it's like you have to take a uh, uh, what something says as is it hateful or not. Other than that, it's too, life is too nuanced. Yeah, because like then everything could be offensive. If you're taking away someone's rights, that's bad. Women can't be a CEO. That's sexist. Chicks say crazy shit. <laughs> it's kind of reality. <laughs> like, I mean, do you want me to pretend that they don't say like, do you even love me out of nowhere in a car, car ride? Because it's more likely going to come from a chick than a dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is that sexist or is that just statistically accurate? <laughs> you know. Because it's like people that say with women, it's like people want to pretend that like they're on a 28 day cycle and men are on one long 90 year cycle. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's a slow, there's a ramp up to 18 and then you're like doing some fun stuff. And then there's just a slow pull down. Women are 28 days like the moon. And it's like, that's a lifetime a month. It's a lifetime of hormonal changes. And it's like, everyone's the same. No, they're not. Progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone are massively different things. And if you want a tango, I'm down to tango, but that's why I don't vote. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Man, that was fantastic. Thank You've you. been listening to Owen Benjamin. He is at the uh, wow. He is at the uh, House of Comedy. Uh, two shows tonight. Two shows tomorrow. One show Sunday. You can get tickets by going to houseofcomedy.net. That's house or Casa de Comedy if you're Mexicano. That's not a. Is that well, Google that and see if that comes up? <laughs> my Mexican or my my Mexican. My wife's half Mexican, so we're gonna have a quarter uh, Mexican. Yeah, yeah, go. just enough brown, just a little bit more. brown. My wife's Mexican. Nice. Yeah. 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 So uh, we've got uh, grandkids who are like uh, white and Mexican and, and uh, Native American. So it's That's nice because they need the height and I need the brown. <laughs> that was how I pitched it to her. I was like, listen, you guys are little. You got an Ewok vibe. But we're like pasty and we die from the sun, which is always in the sky. Yeah. So let's combine forces. 
<laughs> you know, you got a great offensive line. I got a great quarterback. Let's make some trades. <laughs> Who do you like Sunday? <laughs> uh, Panthers, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I just think Newton's unstoppable. He's just He's confident. Yeah. Got great dimples. Yeah. <laughs> These things matter to me because I am every woman. <laughs> I'm every woman. It's like, I don't know about his plays, but he looks like he's just having fun out there. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but he really does. Yeah, it's driving, it drives people nuts. He look, he makes it look easy and fun. He's like a, he's like a kid. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and they actually are kids. They're in their 20s. And there's, That's mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He like gets pumped about first downs. You know, he's like a young Adolf Hitler. You know no, what I mean? No, like, it's a real no. underdog story. <laughs> oh, See what I mean about context? It's like, that's a callback with sarcasm. But, like, you're in a world where it's like, Owen just said that Adolf Hitler is, like, the mighty ducks. Like, it's like, that's the joke. Like, it's, I don't know. I just think that, like, anyone under 28, I think, sometimes has a hard time with nuance. Yeah. Where they're like, you said that you like bad and you're like, no, it's the opposite, though. And then they're yeah. like, uh, it's raw data now. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you don't understand how like tone and nuance works. But, I mean, Asians have squinty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's Owen Benjamin. He, uh, he will be at the House of Comedy, houseofcomedy.net, tonight, <laughs> tomorrow, and Sunday. Owen, we can't thank you. Yeah. Yeah, why didn't they laugh? It's I analyze uh, why jokes work and not work. Just my own, so I'm not like a jerk about it. I don't like analyze other people's jokes. I've been saying, but I'll show like one of my jokes bomb or work and like why. And I interview people. It gets kind of sciencey sometimes. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, cool. All right, we're, we're gonna post it up along uh, with all of our stuff, Cheers. so people can find it. All right, thank you very much, Owen Benjamin. You're listening to this Cheers. American Podcast Comedy Edition. We'll be right back in a couple of moments. 